0: are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day then it's time for you to flaunt your smart sexy and spiritual self join radio host laura cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval proving your worth and release you from the judgment of others express all that you are discover your naked self-worth and finally enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create
1: Hello, welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle After Betrayal and Infidelity. I'm Laura Cheadle, and today we are going to talk about the power of beauty. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, beauty is just superficial. It doesn't mean anything. It's who I am on the inside that matters. And what I'd like to say to you is yes and no. Of course, who you are on the inside is what matters the most, but there is an incredible power in feeling beautiful, in cultivating beauty in relationships, in your mindset, in the way you think, in the way you eat, in the way that you move. Beauty <laughs> is beautiful and it makes us feel incredible, especially when we're going through a difficult time in our lives. Today's guest, you are going to absolutely fall in love with. Her name is Irene Michaels, and she is the author of the book, Eye on Beauty. And as she says, 50 is the beginning, not the end. And as somebody who's 52, I love that because not only do I want to believe that aspirationally, but I also believe it in my heart, in my bones. And like me, like many of you, she has been through some incredibly difficult times, yet she does not let those difficult times define her. She has led this fascinating life. She's been a dancer, a model, an actress, a producer, and an entrepreneur, I'm getting all tangled up because I'm getting emotional, actually, and an entrepreneur, of beauty and luxury lifestyle expert. And through it all, her focus has been on personal health, fitness, beauty, and style, Her signature brand is the On brand, and it includes her entertainment website, her skincare product line, anytime. So I'm going to bring her on, and we're going to talk about the difficulties that she's been through, the way she's overcome them, and the power of beauty in living, creating, and being the woman that you are, no matter what has gone on in your life. So with that, welcome to the show, Irene. I'm so excited to have you.
2: Thank you, Laura, for having me. I'm very excited to be here and talk with you.
1: So let's start, let's kind of start from the beginning. You have done so many amazing things. I I didn't mention this in the um, introduction, but you are an equestrian. You've got beauty modeling, dancing, you've got it all. Tell us a little bit about you, the woman who is Irene Michaels.
2: All right, I shall do that. Um, As a child, when I was growing up, my household uh, was very uh, creative and adventurous. I have three older brothers and they were always into fitness along with my mother and father. So I sort of grew up in that environment. Um, I knew at a very early age that I, I wanted to be in show business or the entertainment business because I would always play make-believe. Uh, I was either playing with a broom pretending I was riding on it uh, or it was my horse or some silly game that I'd play with myself and I was very good at entertaining myself. So at a very, very early age I started dance lessons and then that moved into acting lessons and then modeling lessons. And so I've always been a part of that world and I've enjoyed it. To today I still do all of those things. I still dance, I still act, um, not a whole bunch but I still do it. And uh, I sing, I went back to my singing career. So I just never give up about reinventing myself. I think as a person you need to have a goal because if you don't have a dream, what do you have to work for? Mm-hmm. Even if you reach for the highest star you only get maybe get to the lowest one, at least you're reaching and you're and you're hoping and you're always thinking and staying positive. It's very, yeah. very important.
1: I love that you said that because so many of, you know, as you were talking about that, I'm going back to my childhood and the magic. And I think that's what many of our listeners were doing too, you know, reflecting back on that time where it's magic and you can dance and sing and act. And it's so common, I think, as we age to let the difficulties of life weigh us down and to stop making believe and to stop singing and dancing. So I love that you said you went back to that. Was that kind of a difficult thing to return to? Because I know as an adult, like when I quit dancing, it was like, well, I'm a corporate attorney. I'm a mom, how silly of me to wanna dance. And I didn't realize how vitally important it was. So I'm curious how your experience was returning to singing, returning to some of these things?
2: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, It was not an easy task. Uh, I was trying to make decisions. Do I want to do something like this late in life? Because I'm 75 years old. I'm not 20 years old anymore. And I just did my first show last week, a musical show that I've been working on for nine months. And um, one of my vocal instructors came up to me and she said, you are a rare breed, Irene. And I really didn't know what she meant by that. And so I, I guess I had a puzzled look on my face. And she says, you don't understand. People at 35, 36 years old, they stop because they feel they're, they're just all washed up. There's are just like, there's no hope. And you, at your age, are just beginning. And so that's one of my messages to women. Uh, and men alike, but for the women, I mean, you you never give up your dream. You always have to uh, be planning something for yourself. And don't be afraid of what people are going to say because that will immobilize you. Oh, yes. The fear, the fear is so immobilizing that that alone, you, you won't ever start anything. And so you have to be willing to uh, look like a fool, feel like a fool, and don't care what people say and just keep on on going forward. It's very important.
1: It is, and, and I love that you just called it for what it is, feeling like a fool and looking like a fool, because what will people think is one of those things that stops us so many times. And in my experience, and, and I bet you could echo this sentiment as well, Whenever I have worried about that, the response that I get from people is usually, wow, you inspired me. That was amazing. Nobody has ever stood up and said, Laura, you looked like a fool. Why did you even try? Nobody has said that to me.
2: (laughs) I wouldn't think so. (laughs) I know, but it is a of people, especially as you get older, it's like, oh, my God, what is that woman doing at her age? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very funny because you, you, you have to just wipe all that out of your mind and stay focused. Just stay focused and believe in yourself. That's where the inner uh, strength comes from. It comes from way deep down that you're not surface where you're so worried about what other people are going to think of you. Right, And that takes a lot of courage.
1: It does. It does. And that kind of leads me to the next thing. Okay, age and what will people think? That's kind of a showstopper. The other thing that I think is a showstopper for so many people is when we're young and naive, it's easy to be positive because yes, there's childhood tragedy, but for a lot of people, it's the layering on of tragedies throughout their life, not necessarily like big T trauma, although that's a thing too, but just the disappointments, the letdown that happens year after year, it's so easy to start shutting down and just having that mindset that life is hard. And I'd like to explore a little bit of your background because I know your life has been hard too, yet you have remained positive.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, Laura, nothing really has ever come easy for me. So I've had to work on everything that I I have ever acquired and obtained. Uh, I, I enjoy the challenge and I think it's very, very important to have some philosophy set for yourself. One of mine is that it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you handle it. Mm -hmm. And it's all directly related to attitude because things are going to happen. We can't avoid that. Uh, We can't run away from it. Things will happen. It's a matter of giving up or Another philosophy uh, of mine is, I refuse to be defeated. I won't let this incident defeat me. Of course, another one's going to pop up sooner or later. Some might be a larger setback than others, but I refuse to be defeated. And that's what you have to do. You have to fight back. And in my book, uh, I Am Beauty Living Beautifully and Luxurious Beyond 50, I have a photograph of me with boxing gloves on and I'm fighting my trainer because I take boxing and the caption says, beating up father time. Don't let (laughs) it beat you up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. The idea of having life philosophies is powerful because you're right. Life does beat you up. Age does beat you up. Everything beats you up. And I think the relevant question is, so what? Now, what are you going to do with it? And I know through my own um, betrayal journey, when I was betrayed by my husband of 23 years, found out that he had been cheating on me for 15 of those years. Mm -hmm. I struggled to make sense of it. And the thing that I kept coming back to was a philosophy that I had held for my life, but I didn't really realize it until push came to shove. And that philosophy, as simple and silly as it was, was that I am a really good person and I want to feel good and I am not going to be bitter. I want to feel good and I want to be joyful. I am joy, I am enthusiasm. And I kept coming back to that. I am pure joy. I am pure enthusiasm. And it's similar to some of the philosophies that you have. I refuse to be defeated. And it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you handle it. Did you know consciously that those were your life philosophies? Or did those, kind of like me, come about during a difficult time in your life?
2: Hmm, I think I sort of grew into them. After one incident happened and then another, uh, I thought about that for a very short time about not being happy about the situation. But immediately I just switched gears. And I think I've been very blessed because it's not easy doing that. Some people have a very tough time at that. Uh, for instance, abused women, why do they keep going back to their husbands who abuse them and beat them? Uh, it's a really tough habit to break. It's a lot to do with insecurity, upbringing, uh, self-worth. And that's why some of these um, foundations or these clinics that provide for women to uh, try to re- make them rethink their whole situation but it's not easy. And I, I don't profess that uh, it just came to me easy. I'm just a little luckier because I was always very defiant with with everything. I wanted something and I was damn going to get it. One yeah. way or another. And so not everybody has that sort of zest for wanting to acquire and achieve. There are high achievers and there are people that, oh, I'm already 40 years old, forget about it. I'm just gonna sit on the couch and. I don't. Why do I need to do this anymore? I don't look good. I'm getting old. You know, they see one wrinkle in their face, and my God, they run to get their face all filled with all this craziness. So <laughs> it's just how you take it all in and take time to think about it. One of the very important things. It's almost essential for our well-being. Um, is to meditate. Now, we hear this all the time. Oh, meditation, go and meditate. What does that mean? When I ask other women about meditation, and they say, well, I meditate, and I then say, well, how do you meditate? And they say, well, I sit in a room, and I close my eyes, and I think about things. That is not how you meditate. You must keep your eyes open. Yes, you go into a quiet space, your own quiet space, but you must keep your eyes open and you do not think. When you start to think, the practice is to say, let go, let go. You will be surprised how many thoughts will enter your mind and it's all making it so noisy that you really don't have any space to really think properly. But when you train the mind to quiet down then there's some space open where you can make a civil right decision yeah very important so i that has helped me quite a bit at one time because you built up to it i started sitting for like three minutes i couldn't stand it i said oh no i have to move around i'm too restless and i finally when i saw how much it was helping me i i was able to get up to about 45 minutes so now I haven't practiced for a while, so I'm back down to 10 minutes. But I do know how much uh, how much it helps. And if, if other women can take away that message and do some practicing, it would be so helpful to them.
1: That's a great message. And I like how you started just three minutes, and then you said you built up, and then you kind of got off track again, and now you're starting over. Thank you for validating that because... I know I beat myself up, as do so many other women and and people. You know, you say, whatever, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to wash my face every day. I'm going to use sunscreen. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to be kind and loving and practice compassion. And then something happens and you're like, "Ah, it all fell apart. And then instead of just being like, oh, it all fell apart, I'm going to start again then we start in with all that self-talk. I'm so stupid and I'm so bad and I can't accomplish anything, blah, 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 blah. And again, I think that's a great space to have those kind of philosophies in life that, yeah, it's it's easy to get off track and let's get back on track. No big deal.
2: Exactly. Um, I, I think also it's like when you very first start to work out, let's say a, a, a plump person just doesn't like to work out and very tough for them to get started even if they go downstairs to their gym or a room in their house or another spa somewhere even if it's for five minutes the the discipline is is in the consistency that's where you will achieve because it's very easy to say well I'm a little too tired today get every kind of excuse but even if you just do the effort for two minutes every single day, that's the trick, no matter what, then pretty soon you'll start feeling guilty if you don't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is so powerful and so true. Speaking of consistency, I think being beautiful and being luxurious and feeling glorious is also kind of an act of consistency. And practicing feeling beautiful and taking the time and making the steps and learning about, you know, some of these tricks for flawless skins or at-home beauty treatments and, and things like that. I'd like to take a few minutes break for a word from our sponsor. And then when we come back, I'd really like to talk about aging, beauty, And learn some of your tips around aging and skincare and all of that good stuff. Because, you know, at 52, I'm noticing some differences. And uh, although I embrace those differences, like meditation, like that discipline, I also feel like it's really important for my mental health to keep nurturing and nourishing myself. So can we do that when we come back? You bet. Absolutely. Stick with us, listeners. We will be right back. I believe that women deserve to be seen for who they are, not for what they do, what they look like, what they sacrifice, how well they please, or who they are in relation to others. I believe that being smart sexy, and spiritual are not mutually exclusive concepts and that women everywhere are tired of pretending that they are. I believe that it is time to disrupt our prevailing beliefs around what makes women worthy. It is time to empower all women to strip out of the labels, roles, scripts, judgments, and stereotypes that have been thrust upon them by a patriarchal society. Imagine a world where every woman has naked self-worth and validates values and shows herself without fear or shame for who she is instead of striving to be who she thinks she should be. Imagine how unstoppable, beautiful, and free our world could be. Imagine being free to live life on your own terms. Waking up every day with enthusiasm for what's to come. Experiencing joy in spite of any external circumstance. And falling into bed at night with the rich satisfaction of a life well lived. When we flaunt, we disrupt the silence around judgment, stereotypes, and the way others control us through the intentional mischaracterization of who we really are and what we value. When we flaunt, we are clear that the judgment of others says everything about the quality of their character and nothing about the worthiness of our own. When we flaunt, we are no longer complicit in any untruth, and we stand clear in our identity and powerful in our own unshakable, naked self-worth. betrayed by life, your body, or by someone that you love, you are not alone and you are not weak or overly emotional for feeling the way that you do. Betrayal is one of the most overwhelmingly painful experiences to navigate because it strikes at the core of who you are and what you are worth. No matter how gutted you feel, there is hope. You can flourish, not in spite of your experience. But because of it, I know. After 23 years of marriage, my world was shattered when I found out that my husband had been cheating on me with five different women for 15 years. I lost everything that day, my identity, my worth, and the future I had worked so hard to create. While it was a long and arduous journey back to myself, today I know who I am what i want and i am happier and more confident than i ever was before i've got what i call naked self-worth which is the ability to see know and love yourself for who you are not for what you accomplish or for who you are in relation to others no matter what has shattered your heart If you're ready to get clear on who you are, what you want, and to learn how good life really can be, then life choreography is for you. Even if you feel too old or are too busy because you have kids at home and you're in charge of everything. Life choreography is a comprehensive five-month, five-step program that empowers you to strip out of your labels, roles, and scripts and to reveal yourself as you are, not as you think you should be. To learn more, go to nakedselfworth.com and download your free guide that shows you how to untangle yourself from the past, reclaim your sexy, and start re-choreographing life on your own terms so you can love and be loved for exactly who you most authentically are. And we are back with Irene Michaels and Eye on Beauty, the amazing author and curator of living beautifully and luxuriously after age 50. For the second part of the show, we are going to talk specifically about aging. Because here's the thing. Do I want to age? Absolutely, because if I'm not aging, it means I'm dead. And I don't want to be dead. But do I want to look like I'm aging? Not really. I want to embrace myself at any age, at any size, in any condition, because that is truly the crux of naked self worth the ability to validate, value, and expose yourself for who you are, not for who you think you should be. But by the same token, moving in and doing all that you can to feel your best age 50 and beyond. So with that, let's talk about anti-aging. What are some of the tips that you can provide for us, Irene?
2: Anti-aging tips. Okay. Well, now there are plenty of things that you can do from your own kitchen right at home you could fix up some masks, you could prepare some facials, you could take care of your hair with special treatments, and a lot of that is in my book, but I'll give you a few of them that are are favorites of mine. Um, If your hair is dry and brittle, uh, if you try putting mayonnaise, my Mm -hmm. preference is Hilleman's, but if you try putting mayonnaise on your hair for one hour, leave it on and then wash it off with warm water and then shampoo it again, your hair will turn out like silk. It closes the, the cuticle of the hair and that is a very inexpensive way to do that. Mm. Also, if you like to put a mask on your face at home, you could smash in a um, avocado and put some oatmeal flakes in it so it ha- feels like a little texture of a little scrub, a light scrub, very light. And if you put that all over your face and you leave that on for 15 minutes and then wash it off with warm water, it's, it's delightful. It closes the pores, it makes the skin shine, it looks really very healthy. Mm-hmm. Now for your, uh, also for your hair what I like doing is boiling potatoes and rosemary. And then at the end, when um, it's boiled way down, you take that um, hot water, let it cool down, and then pour it on your hair. That's another way. Also of rinsing your hair with uh, white vinegar is another way to close the cuticle, and make it shiny and resilient. Um, Probably, if you turn 50, probably you will be having your hair thin out quite a bit from 50 to 100 years old. Yeah. Some people more, more than than others. Uh, and so we want to take care of our hair because that is a part that comes along with aging. And if you get a, 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 a small wrinkle or even three or four wrinkles on your face, of course you always cleanse your face at night. Never leave your makeup on never and then you could do um your exfoliation with a a sugar scrub very light sugar on your face and again warm water and then after that you could put your moisturizer on for me i have my own product line called ion youth Uh, and i have a serum that uh, has hyaluronic acid in it and it's like a moisture magnet So you put it on under your eyes, you could put it on on your hands, you could put it in between your bust. It's also good for men and it really works. It plumps up the skin, retains the water and gives you a very youthful appearance.
1: Mm. I like that you mentioned the hands because that is part of it. We look down at our hands, or at least I do sometimes, and I go, ah, how did my mom's hands get on my body? (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's very funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. And plus what, what I'm hearing and what I'm, you know, visualizing, because I'm, as you're saying these things, I'm thinking about myself in the, in the kitchen, pulling these out and then taking the time to sit there for an hour, to sit there for 15 minutes. And I think that's just kind of some of the luxurious treating of yourself that has got to feel so good and be so mentally
0: healthy.
2: Yeah, you, know, you have to take time for yourself. And it's funny how, how how much we want to look good, but then we don't do the things we need to do. For an example, women will go out and spend a ton of money on expensive products. Yeah. And then they go out and they sit in the sun. So <laughs> it's useless. It's a waste of money because you have to stay out of the sun. If you would look at a, a skin tissue under uh, a microscope that has been in the sun versus one who has not been in the sun for during their lifetime, oh. it would be uh, shocked. The skin is almost black underneath all the derma. Ooh. And that's so, scary. So there's no, uh, nothing left in your skin, no oils. It's like shoe leather. And mm-hmm. it's hard no matter what product you put on it. I mean, you have to take care of your skin right
1: okay so here's my question around that um i'm at the age where when i was little when i was a teenager sun sunscreen really wasn't a thing you know we were in the baby oil on our skin and laying out as long as we could and and then for a while i'm embarrassed to say even tanning beds became a thing and sometimes i look at the damages that i did in the past and i wonder is it even worth it right now to avoid the sun
2: that's a, another very good question yes it is yes because it's an accumulative um it it could become worse if you don't take care of it yes no matter what you should always wear a sunscreen and i myself i'm guilty of not putting one on i'm brush it around in the morning, I just put enough makeup on to look decent, and I run out of the house, not wearing my sunscreen, but it does make a difference. Uh, I go to my dermatologist once or twice a year just to check on on things, and as we get older, we get brown spots, and we get all these crazy things. Some people get little molds, and you have to address that, so you should go and consult a doctor about that, Uh, but He uh, I asked that very same question to him, and he said, absolutely matter of fact, here's one I want you to use every day. So (laughs) I'm back to using it every day and every time I go out of the house.
1: I love that. Now I also know that anti-aging really has to do with our diet. That beauty truly is skin deep. You know, we it it begins within. What are some of the best foods? That you can recommend for keeping us healthy and beautiful?
2: Well, foods that contain a lot of vitamin C, like strawberries, is one example. Uh, tomatoes is another good example. It keeps your skin very smooth. Tofu is is very good. Any any um, food with omega three and like your tunas, your sardine, your salmon. Mm-hmm. The, is uh, of course, always good. And you know, coffee is not bad for you. At one time they thought coffee was horrible, but not the case.
1: I'm (laughs) glad because I I definitely start the day with my coffee.
2: (laughs) I I love coffee as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking about beauty, We've kind of covered the, you know, external, your skincare line and some at-home treatments. And then we've done the internal, you know, how do we eat, what we can do. But there's also that piece of just being stylish because none of us want to be the frumpy old woman. Let's talk about that a little bit because part of being stylish is doing new things, Like you, you know, embracing singing, trying new things. But what else does it? What else does staying stylish mean to you?
2: I think as you age, the one thing that you are there are several things actually. One is that you don't want to wear uh, low plunging collars or or tops or dresses where your uh, your boobs are are showing or your breasts are showing because that's not good that's not in good taste it's a lot has to do with common sense right you don't run around with a bunch of mini skirts on or torn jeans leave that for the teenagers and uh, if you pick a line uh, my my favorite line for me in particular is Ralph Lauren because it's simple it's elegant it's not busy you want to stay away from from busy patterns. Always want to wear stylish shoes and uh, dress your age. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, dress your age.
1: Right, right. So let's go back, rewind, rewind, rewind to some of your life experiences because many of the listeners to this show are in the middle of something that's really tough. And I know they might be thinking, well, that just all sounds great. I just can't do that right now. I've got real problems. I've got real decisions. I'm in a really, really tough place. What are some of the advice that you can give to them? And maybe even what are some of the stories? Because I know you've had some really challenging accidents. And maybe some of the stories about how you got through the darker times in your life with beauty and style and elegance.
2: All right. Um, I guess I can start uh, with a few of uh, the incidents and setbacks I had had. One was at the very height of my career when I was really starting to become very successful. I was in a tremendous, uh, horrible uh, car accident. And I went through a car windshield and I obtained 2,000 stitches in my face. I destroyed half of my face and I broke my arm and shoulder and in my jaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really a mess. And here, you know, my looks were very important to me. And of course, the work that I was doing and being in front of the public as I was was like a total disaster. I, I thought. I would never get over it. I, I was embarrassed to go out. I would wear hats on my face that would hide half of my face. I had all these scars on my face. And uh, I just was beside myself, uh, not only physically, but emotionally and psychologically, uh, just destroyed. Oh, wow. And um, I again i just looked at myself and i said there's got to be a better way I, I have to find a solution so i started to consult different doctors on to try to help me and uh fast forwarding um the 10 doctors that i went to see none of them wanted to do anything because they said that i wouldn't be happy with the results and they were not willing to take the chance oh. so Finally, there's one doctor at the very end, the last doctor, said, I have a doctor that you might want to go see in New York. His name was Dr. Orntracht, who's now has been deceased. And um, he said, go see him because he might be able to help you. He's kind of a, a, a you know, a, a cutting-edge doctor. And um, he's just different. I go, okay. I flew to New York. I saw him, and he says to me, "I read I could fix that. No problem. You know, he could have knocked me yeah. down. I said, really? I said, how long is that going to take? He said, about 10 years. I said, 10 years? There's no way I can wait 10 years. And he explained to me that he wasn't going to do any surgery, but everything he was going to do was all skin perfection, silicone droplets and skin resurfacing. So it was sort of the natural way to go and not having any type of plastic surgery because he was. They were probably right. I wouldn't be happy with that. So every every three months, I'd fly to New York for a treatment, and lo and behold, my face looks like it does today without surgery, wow. and it was like a miracle. And I thought, wow, I just I, I couldn't thank the man enough. Uh, so that's something that you know was very hard because I was afraid to go out, and for me, being who I am and loving people, and like to socialize. Uh, It was, you know, very tough, but I I overcame that. Wow. The second thing uh, that happened, um, second story I have, is um, I'm an avid um, uh, equestrian, and um, I would show my horse, and I've won many, many ribbons, actually all over the world. And I was uh, performing in a um, fox hunt at my, my barn one day, and my horse's hoof got caught in a hole, and I went down from my knee being bent um, from six feet high. Ooh. And I shattered my entire femur. And I was picked uh, up through the uh, helicopter in the field and was rushed to surgery. And they said I would probably, I definitely would not ride again and I might not even be able to walk again. And so for nine months, I couldn't stand up. Mm. Uh, it was a very serious accident, but little by little, one step after another, I was determined, and here I am back riding again and being in shows. Yay. A couple of years, but I did it. Yeah. Those are the two most serious things for me. I could go on to the the other five, but I...
1: (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The big takeaways, I think, from both of those are, first of all, that it takes time. And I know it's so easy to want that instant gratification, to be like, oh yeah, you know, 2000 stitches and bam, I want it fixed by Thursday. And and it's frustrating to, to hear sometimes it's going to take time. And whether it's something like that or whether it's going back to school or building a career or going deep into personal growth or whatever it is, if it's worth it, so often it takes time and it's hard to be patient and it's worth it to be patient. And do you have any insight on what helped you be patient to get through that?
2: That's another tough one. Um, what other what other paths do we have? If we're not patient, we'll go mad.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it was Einstein said if a if a person would feel all their conflicts at one time they would go mad. Mm. So uh, it's something again. It's a developed skill. None of us. We all want. Uh, I should say we all want instant gratification. Me too. But there's just no way around it. You have to find other things to fill in that space, that dead space, yeah. whether about. Uh, going back to planting um, trees or uh, getting an animal and and teaching the animal some tricks or uh, joining a a class in a school, learning some music. You have to have a little bit of a distraction because if you sat there and just waited for your session for that hour for that day, the other 23 hours, you will go mad. So you have to kind of talk to yourself.
1: Yes. Yes, I really like that. That self talk is really important. And you had mentioned meditation earlier, and th- I think that's important too just that ability to quiet down, to filter out the thoughts that are a distraction, so you can get to the heart and soul of what you really need to decide. There's a lot, my work, FLAUNT, is an acronym. And those are the five steps that I do to help women reclaim what I like to call is their naked self-worth, which is that ability to validate value and expose themselves for who they are at any age, at any size, at any condition. And those five steps take time and they take energy and they take effort. But at the same time, it kind of gives you a focus of what? to do in a weird way, like you were talking about with the meditation, instead of doing it all and having it all rush in all at once, it's mm, let's sort, let's sift. Okay. This is what I can do now. This is not relevant right now. This is what I need right now. This isn't going to help me right now. It's it's that patience. And I love that quote about feeling everything all at once, because doing too much does make us all go mad.
2: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We're human. We are human.
1: Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> and it is difficult. I, I completely understand that it's difficult. Um, speaking of those five steps of flaunt, I'm going to ask you a few questions around that. F stands for find your fetish and that is that thing that you love that thing that brings you joy no matter what i know you're a big pet person i know you're a big animal person but i also know that you love to sing and dance above all what is your top fetish what is that thing that just brings you joy no matter what singing Hmm. I love that.
2: Yeah, I love singing and I love writing. And I love uh, entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: get that. L stands for laugh out loud. What is the role of laughter around you, within you, and in your life?
2: Smile. Because... I noticed that if you smile at a person and they're a little grumpy or they're just kind of um, a stone face, if you say hi or good morning and with a smile, they'll smile back at you. Mm. Smiling really does a lot of healing. One little smile.
1: It sure does. And that's so powerful because no matter what we're going through, we don't need money. We don't need time. It takes very little effort. But you're right. It changes everything. AU is what I like to call the golden center of flaunt. And it stands for accept unconditionally because I believe that oftentimes the thing that happens in our life that we find the most difficult to accept is also that golden nugget of truth, that golden turning point where, if we can just accept it and move on, everything shifts for us. Was there a moment in your life that you feel like was kind of your make or break moment?
2: Hmm. I would say it probably was my car accident. I either had to face the music and, and just keep searching, researching to be a happy person again, or mm-hmm. just give up. And so yeah. I, I think that was a turning point for me. I think I was able to endure all the other things that did come up. After that, it made me stronger.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. 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 Stronger for sure. You're definitely a strong woman. And that goes to the N in flaunt, which is navigate the negative. And I always believe that life is just a series of navigations, that things aren't necessarily good or bad. They just are. And we just need to keep on keeping on and navigating and moving through the next challenge, through the next joy, through the next thing. Do you have any top tips or tools in navigating challenges that you have used in your life?
2: Uh, One for sure is stay away from negative people.
1: (laughs) No, yes to that. Oh my gosh, yes.
2: Yeah, that's uh, don't listen to negative people and listen to yourself. Learn how to listen to yourself. Usually your gut is not wrong. That's something I believe came to us from a higher being. And we just don't utilize it. We don't believe it. We don't uh, cultivate it. We don't trust it. And we need to do more of that.
1: Oh, I could not agree more. Every single time that I have not listened to my gut, I live to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the T in flaunt is very similar to that. It's trust in your truth, in who you are, despite what other people think, despite who you think you were supposed to be. And I was curious, have you always trusted in your truth? Have you always listened to that guide or were th- was that kind of a learning process? For you,
2: oh, I'm still learning. <laughs> yes, it's a learning process; it never ends, yeah. and there's always going to be questioning to yourself continually. As you just have to keep plugging away, yeah, and just staying positive. Keep don't ask too many people what did you think of that, or how do you think that was, or. Just listen to yourself. You, you, you yourself is going to be the best gauge of the truth.
1: Yeah oh, so well said. And yeah, stay positive. That's so important, so simple and it can be so difficult sometimes. And I like how you said don't ask people how that was because I find in my life, I spent so many years seeking external validation. Instead of just validating myself and being like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Laura, you did a great job, you know, asking people and then asking negative people, because somehow I would think that that would prove that it was even better if I could convert a negative person. And oh my goodness, that's an insidious rabbit hole. We do not need to go down.
2: <laughs> that's for sure. That's a <laughs> tough one. Oh boy. Stay away from that one for sure.
1: Oh, no kidding. <laughs>
2: Oh, Laura, I have five steps to my name also.
1: Yes, let's go through those, please.
2: Well, the I, uh, the name Irene, the I is I will. There's your positivity again. Mm-hmm. And then the R is rewire, don't retire.
1: Ha, I love it.
2: The E is for endure. The N is never give up. And the E is for embrace yourself.
1: Oh, I love that. When did you come up with that? Is that something that's been with you a long time?
2: Yes. Uh, it, as I was writing my book uh, and I put, put, wrote my name down and I just thought of it. I, I, I will, you know, and, I, and then I wrote the, the R down and I was thinking about this. I said, this is it. This is uh, another piece of philosophy for myself. That's amazing.
1: And that way, every time somebody is calling your name or you write your name, it's kind of that affirmation that you
2: will do all of these beautiful things. Yes. Yes. I, I believe in myself. And that didn't happen overnight. Oh, so no. don't be impatient. That's another thing. <laughs> you, you just like you said, you really it takes time. You cannot be impatient.
1: No, 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 no. Okay. so. I wanna wrap this up with two questions for you. First is how do you define beauty? Because there's, there's some positives and there's some negatives around the word beauty. You know, like I said at the beginning, it's not great to focus on just the external beauty, yet it does feel good and it's also, in, it is important because it makes us feel good. But what is your definition of beauty? What is your relationship with the concept of beauty?
2: Well, I'm sure you've heard uh, the saying that she's beautiful on the inside Mm -hmm. as well as the outside, because beauty does come from the inside. Even if you're not a very attractive person, some of us are born with more looks than others. But if you're beautiful and you have a good soul on the inside, that shines through. And that's really important to cultivate that inner beauty and that self, uh, self-discipline, self-control, self self-control, um, self-reliance, and to trust that gut. That all comes from within. And beauty is, uh, is a part of everyday practice.
1: Yeah, it really is. When when do you feel the most beautiful?
2: After I put on my makeup. On. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Of course, it's one of the times I say, "Oh, I look pretty good today." Um, when I'm helping someone is the, is the honest answer. When I help someone and I can see a smile on their face, that makes me feel like a good human being, and which uh, translates to feeling good and feeling beautiful.
1: I like that. Fantastic. Now then what about the word luxury and luxurious? Because like beauty, there's some connotations to that word, that it can be superficial, or that it can deal with just money or, you know, greed at the expense of others. And then there's also the beautiful connotations that you can be luxurious and you can luxuriate in yourself, in your relationships. And one of my most luxurious uh, things in life is rubbing hand cream on my hands. I luxuriate in the smell, in the feel, and the touch. And I want to know some of your thoughts and definitions around luxury.
2: I think what you do is similar to what I do also Laura I put I have a special cream that I put on before I go out and it has a wonderful scent to it and it just makes me feel good and so I feel that uh, I feel luxurious when I put it on or if I buy a new pair of shoes and I have them because I remember at one time, I couldn't afford a really good expensive pair of shoes so I feel like oh this is so luxurious just uh, putting a new pair of shoes on or sleeping in a nice clean sheet that has been uh, cleansed and uh, cleaned in um, a beautiful uh, fragrance wool something that makes it really soft and you lay in your bed and you just are so happy just a to be able to do that and, and to go to bed and, and just have nice thoughts. Yeah. Those are the things that I like.
1: I love that. I love fresh sheets, too. That is definitely luxurious to me, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, of course, cutting on my crazy animals. I have a lot of animals that I love, and um, and so they make me feel really good.
1: Yes, I, I agree. I think pets are very important. I've got... My, right now I'm down to one dog, one cat and one turtle, but yes, I think, I think, yeah, there's something to pets and animals and, you know, especially horses. I, I, I love your work with horses.
2: They're so majestic and regal.
1: Yes, they absolutely are. Well, where can listeners find out more about your book, your skincare brand, all of the amazing work that you're doing.
2: My book and my skincare products are sold exclusively on Amazon. So all you will have to do is go to Amazon and put in my name and everything that I'm doing will come up.
1: Perfect. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and for your grace and for really sharing your beauty with my listeners today and for allowing us truly to just luxuriate in connection and conversation. I greatly appreciate that.
2: Thank you so much. I really do too. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Listeners, I hope you have got some really strong takeaways from today's conversation. I hope you've got some ideas for ways to treat yourself, whether it's the mayonnaise on the hair or the avocado in the oatmeal mask or whatever it is. I hope you were able to just step down, to tune within and to give yourself a moment of beautiful luxury and to know that no matter who you are, no matter what you are going through, you are strong, you are beautiful, you are worth it. Stay positive, align yourself with positive people. And as usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are, because who you are is always more than enough.
0: Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E dot com.